Welcome, Denver United, to the Awakening Series podcast. Uh, I am Neil, and I am your host today. And joining me today to dive into the subject of prayer even further is Pastor Mari Brindle. Super excited to be with you, Neil. I love chatting with you anytime. So this is a great opportunity to talk about prayer today. Super excited. Mm, Yes, fun, fun, fun. Uh, Last week, uh, Pastor Daniel and Rob uh, dove into prayer and and, and the the foundation of what prayer really is, which ultimately prayer is talking to God (laughs) in the the simplest form, right? Yes. Uh, I think it's easy for us to over-spiritualize these things that God's called us into and in a relationship with Him. And and so I loved what they said about just it starting with communion. Mm. Uh, and just communing with God and sharing your heart, hearing from Him. Um, I love the idea that God speaks and that prayer is like a two-way conversation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love what they talked about and the, the, how prayer is not a transactional experience. And although we want God to give us things, let's not, let's not uh, pretend that we don't desire God to give us good things, <laughs> right? but that they start with this concept of relationship. I mean, we, we may have a friend that gives us a lot of junk, you know, that we appreciate, but after a while, it's, it's not like there's no depth to that kind of relationship. And so I love the heart posture of, of what they talked about that really, yes, God wants to give us good things, but more, more importantly, he wants to be our friend. He wants to talk right. to us and yeah, beautiful foundation to start from. Right. Yeah, that prayer isn't just simply like a, a request box, yes. you know, where you just kind of throw something in and, and hope that God might hear you and that he might care right. enough to do something about it. Um, but I think, you know, naturally in our lives, when we're dealing with difficulties or hardship or different things like that, our natural response is, Hey, help. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and, and God is present and he does care. Right. Um, but the foundation, like, yes, like you were saying, is that it's that relationship. It's hearing the heart of God, mm-hmm. sharing your heart with him. And I've always thought of prayer as like, um, it's, if it's honest, it's an invitation. You yeah. know, that honesty is that invitation for God to come into the deep places of our lives when we're honest with him and real with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, but God says he, he's a good father. You know, and he describes himself as a father. Uh, and even when Jesus taught us to pray, right, in the mm. Lord's Prayer, he said um, to pray this way, you know, our Father mm. who art in heaven. And so it's that fatherly relationship with God. But in that, we see that God tells us, hey, he says, I'm a good father, so ask. Yes. Ask me for things because I want to bless you. I want to give you the things, the desires of your heart. I mm. want to, to see life in all its fullness that Jesus came to give us mm. abundance, you know, in our lives. He said, I want to give that to you. So I'm a good father. So he says, like in Matthew 7, ask and you shall receive, mm. right? Uh, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened. And he said, if an earthly father knows how to give good gifts to his children, how much more will your heavenly father mm. give good things? Yeah. That's why I love good things to those, though, who ask him. Mm. And so he, he tells us, hey, yeah, I love you. I'm your father. So ask me. Mm. And I want to give these things to you. Man, I was just reading this morning in Genesis. I'm doing the Bible recap 
putting a plug in for the Bible recap. <laughs> Incredible. It's just really ministering to me. I was reading in Genesis about how when, um, I think it was in chapter 15, when it was credited to Abraham, the, uh, righteousness because of his belief. It's, yeah. it, it says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Not his ability to follow the law perfectly or to, to live the most blameless life. It says his righteousness came from his belief. And so I was, I was speaking that promise over my life, and I found it kind of hard. It was interesting mm. looking at this blessing that God wanted to give Abraham and even just having to say, God, thank you that you want to bless me. I believe that you want to bless my life. And that even it says earlier on, I think in chapter 12, that it says that he wanted to bless Abraham to bless him and that his life would be a blessing. So it wasn't just things that God wanted to give him, but that through his life, he wanted to also bless and give to others. And so, like, I had to, like, receive that through belief, like choosing that it's actually righteous to trust God and believe that he wants to give me good things, that he wants to bless my life. And I was surprised with, like, that that was a little hard for me. And I had to talk through it. And I know God wants to bless me, but I, I still have to renew that because I'm tempted toward living on my own, you know? Right. So it was, it was a, a cool practice this morning to just say, God, I believe, I trust you for your blessing in my life. I want to receive your good things for me. Right. I think that's hard. I mean, it's hard for us to do. We're all our own worst critic. Yes. And, uh, and so we see our faults and we see our flaws. And then we think that, oh, well, since God knows everything, he knows all of that. And I don't deserve and, it. Right. I don't, I don't deserve his love and care and mm. his generosity. Yes. Um, you know, but like you were saying, there's something to be said about when we ask. Mm. It's kind of, and they, were, they, they talked last week about reorienting. Yeah. Our prayer reorients our heart and our perception. And so when we ask, it puts our dependence and our trust in Jesus mm-hmm. and in him rather than in ourselves. And so it's a humbling experience to ask. I, mm-hmm. So I'm a three on the Enneagram, which is the achiever. And so I don't like to ask for help. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I want to be able to do it on my own and prove that I can do it. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a humbling and a setting aside of myself to ask and to seek help um, and to own the fact that I am broken Mm -hmm. and I, and I need Jesus. And so, so asking is like a reorienting Mm -hmm. of our trust. And then the Bible is all, all over the Bible. Mm. God tells us to ask, you know, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. You know, I mean, God says, and then Jesus said, you know, Ask in my name, whatever you ask in my name, you shall have. Mm. And pray and whatever you pray for, believing you shall receive it, you will have it. And so God's constantly directing us to ask. Mm. And then he says that in James, he talks about how God is the father of lights and every good and perfect gift comes down from the father of lights in whose there's Mm. no variation or shadow of turning. And so all over the word, he directs us to realign our trust and and to ask him yeah. for those things. It's you know it's interesting as you're talking, Neil, I'm, I I was thinking, why is it so hard for us to ask? You said you're a three on the Enneagram. Right. I we could all talk about so many reasons why we choose not to ask. We don't think we're enough. We don't think we've deserved it. We'd rather focus on others. I'm a right. two. 
I, I, it's still up for debate whether but that's how I test, that I'm the two, the helper. And so I don't like to ask a lot of times because I'd rather, I, I want whatever is given to me to be for other people. Like I just think about, I want to help others. I don't want to let God help me. But whatever it is, I think, I don't, I don't know what you think about this, but I think that we sometimes don't get to this asking point and the miracles that in a minute I know we're going to talk about. Like these yeah. times when God just shows up and wants to show up because we are so tempted towards self-reliance. Yeah. I mean, the, the more I grow in my faith, the more I realize how much I hold on to my own resource and my own ability and what is in my vicinity of what I can control and what I think I have access to. And it's just this, which reminds me of the talk that Daniel and Rob were talking about, that if you don't start asking from a place of this recognition of relationship and growing in that, like, we're not alone. We're not meant to do this life on our own. We're not meant to try to, you know, uh, achieve it or to see these miracles that God wants right. to give us on our own. We, it, it, he wants to partner with us. And so I, a lot of times I don't ask because I am looking at my own resources and what I can, and if I don't, if it doesn't work, then I just kind of get, can get frustrated and not realize, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm supposed to come to the end of myself. Right. That's where the miracle happens, right. is that when I don't have what it takes, but the power of God through my inability, like Paul was talking about, right. because of our weakness, hmm. his power can be perfected through us. So it's this divine exchange that yeah. we do not earn, we don't deserve, but God wants to give us. Yeah. And, I, and that's like, you're quoting one of my favorite verses in the Bible, mm. uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, right? He says to Paul, Paul's talking about the thorn in his flesh, yeah. right? And complaining, and he says, my grace, God tells him, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is perfected in your weakness. And then Paul says, so therefore I boast in my weaknesses that the power of Christ yes. may rest upon me. Mm. And so it's, which is so counterintuitive for us. You know, we, 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 want, we don't want to boast in our weakness. We want to boast in our strength. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it's that self-reliance that the world tells us to, to pursue and to grasp at. And it's like the difference, I've heard Joyce Meyer one time say, like, talking about the difference between attaining and obtaining. Mm. You know, attaining is working to hmm. get something. Obtaining is acting like as a receptacle and simply receiving it. Wow. And in our walk with God, it, that's God asks us to trust him and receive the things that, that we're believing in faith for mm. and not try to sit there, sit there and grab them on our own. Yeah. But, but like you said, it's a partnership. God invites us in, and prayer is that. It, and we see that. That in, in stories that I know that I've had happen in my own life and in your own life where prayer has been the people of God um, partnering and believing in faith and trusting God and speaking things out. And then God, like you said, his power flowing through them to bring miraculous change and amazing transformation, all sorts of cool stories. So, um, so tell, me, tell me a story that you have of, of the power of, of that partnership yeah. in prayer. Um, I'd love to share it there. I remember my, I think it was my junior year. I traveled with a, a group called a music ministry singing group, um, in the summer from my, the university I went to, um, where we traveled and we went to Europe, um, a couple years in a row. And the first year that we went, I think it actually was my, no, it was my freshman year. So right out of the gate of high school, go on this trip, first time overseas. And we go to these, you know, to, Al I think we were in Albania, 
No, Romania. And there was a, a woman, we were praying. Um, we were the only people that spoke English, except for our translator. And so we were in a very foreign environment. And there was a woman that came up asking for prayer. And she was, she was fairly old, and she was bent over dramat- pretty dramatically and looked like she was having difficulty walking. And so someone came up and asked, would one of your team members pray for her? She really, her spine, like, they just give a few details. And so I didn't really know except that she was really bent over. And so I said, sure, I'll pray for her. And so I prayed with all the faith that I can muster in that moment. And to be honest, I was a little nervous, like, oh, gosh, no pressure here. Here we are (laughs) ministering to this church, and we're we're just kids, like, showing up at this church with adult, you know, like, in some ways, I'm like, what do we have to offer here? You know, you start thinking of all your limitations, sure. right? Yeah. And so I, I said, okay. So I pray with the, with the, I truly had faith in that moment, but I was also very cognizant of my inability and my weakness. Um, and so I pray for her. I reach out. I put my hand on her back shoulder, and I just pray, Jesus, would you heal this woman? I don't know the details, except that she seems to struggle in her, in her physical um, right. And all of a sudden, she started to stand up upright all the way, like she was standing up straight all of a sudden. And all I know is that everyone in the room at that moment that knew her started dancing and laugh- laughing and shouting and calling their friends and telling them, look, 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 they're pointing at her and everyone's looking. And there was just this eruption. Wow. And I was like, oh. Uh, maybe she couldn't walk before. I don't even know. Right. But obviously, whatever she came in with changed and God touched her. And I was so overwhelmed by the power of prayer that it had absolutely nothing to do with me. Yeah, right. I was but like you got to be 19 a part of it, years old, you know, maybe 18. And right. I got to be a part of God's answer for this woman that had nothing to do with me. And what I could offer. And it built my faith in such a dramatic yeah. way. So, I yeah, can, it was pretty I cool. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a very faith-building experience to have. Yeah. Um, How about you? I know. Oh. So, so I think, so it's a little bit, my story is a little bit different. Um, and I think we see this in prayer. Uh, we see, like, instant prayer, like, yeah. answered. Like what you said, like a miraculous boom. Mm. Um, uh what I wanted to share is more of the long, uh, hard road of faithfully praying. Yeah. Um, so my grandmother, first of all, my family's awesome. They, they all love Jesus. They're great. Um, my dad's been in ministry, you know, for 14 plus years and uh, just done a lot of amazing things. And, and so I remember, um, though, that uh, my, my, part of my dad's testimony, part of his story um, which a lot of people just can't believe when they meet him, but was he was a drug addict when uh, when I was mm. a small, small child, you know, so I don't really have any memory of that season of his life. Um, but um, but he was, you know, addicted to a variety of different hard, hard drugs, um, and heroin was part of it, and, mm. uh, and so for years. And my grandmother, his mom, um, prayed and prayed, and prayed faithfully for her son. Mm. And he continued to use, continued to, um, you know, you know, all the different things that, that addicts have a problem with, whether it be selling possessions, stealing, whatever, to, to fit, 
you know, that need they have. Um, So it just continued. But for years, she prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. Um, And then one day uh, when my dad was, you know, kind of strung out, uh, he, I don't know, he kind of had a moment uh, of realization like, I don't want my life to end this way. And people had told him, you know, you have three options as a heroin addict, prison, insane asylum, or death. And my dad said, I don't want any of those options. And he had grown up in the church, so he knew Jesus was an option, you know. And so he cried out to God, and uh, and he said, God, I I need your help. I don't want my life to end this way. And, And God spoke very clearly to him and told him exactly what he needed to do. And one step at a time, my dad followed through each one of those things. He got into a teen challenge, a Christian drug rehab program. Uh, and, and when he got into the program, his withdrawals were gone immediately. Supernatural. I mean, it's impossible with heroin. Oh, yes. Um, so no withdrawals completed the program uh, and God delivered him from that. And then over the years, it was a, it was a long process. But over the, le- over the years, my dad got on fire for Jesus. And my parents' marriage was healed. Mm-hmm. And our family started going to church. And then I saw my dad get up every single morning and pray scripture over our family. He would pray Psalms 91 and Psalms 23, and he'd pray them. And I memorized those chapters from hearing my dad pray them every day without fail. And I was inspired to pursue Jesus because of seeing my dad's passion for him. And then, you know, now my life is where it is and seeing all of my dad's prayers answered. But all of that happened because my grandmother and my mother as well prayed and prayed and prayed, and then God did this miraculous uh, restoration and redemption process with our family, and now, uh, you know, our whole family's doing ministry everywhere. Um, My sister and I both have healthy, godly families that love the Lord. Mm. My dad's doing great mom, you know, everyone in the family. Um, Because your grandma was a ninja. Because she trusted God. And she faithfully prayed, and then God answered. And so it just shows you the power of prayer. Mm, man, Neil, that is like so, I don't even know what to say right now. I'm like so touched by God, by that story. That is so captivating on so many levels. And I, I mean, it, I was telling you earlier before as we were talking through, like it, that story tells me a lot about you because of how much faith is in your life from day one. I've always known you and you consistently walk in that faith, when you see something like that as a child, it, it captures your heart, your attention. It's, it's like that arresting where maybe it just affects your, the course of your life. When you see the power of God at a young age, um, it's unbelievable, you know? Right. And it also reminds me of when I was doing children's ministry, doing Leading United Kids, I would try to personally interview as many of our volunteers as I could. As it got bigger, I had to have help. But I, would, I wanted to interview every single volunteer because I was always so captivated by testimony. Yeah. And I couldn't believe how many of them would tell me. How, I would say, how, do you, how did you find our church? Well, how did you find Jesus? And when they would tell me, I, there were so many stories that felt 
isolate. Like they literally just all of a sudden were praying, asked God to come in and then started looking for a church when they had grown up totally in not a Christian environment, had, had all kinds of experiences that would not uh, lead them intellectually, like as you right. would think in, uh, what's the word, um, toward finding Jesus. So it right. didn't necessarily set them up right. for finding Jesus in their life. And yet God would just reach into their their lives. And, so, and I would always ask, I was like, really? So no one was discipling you? No one invited you to church right. or whatever? Or so maybe there was someone who invited them, but if you could just tell like their heart on their own long for God. And I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. And I would always ask them, well, did you have a praying grandmother? Did you have a praying <laughs> person in your life? Right. And yeah. almost every time, hands yes. down, actually, now that you asked me that, I did. I had this grandmother. Wow. I had this aunt. I had this mom. I had this dad that wouldn't stop praying for me. And they would tell me. And I wouldn't even see, you know, and there's story mm. after story after story. Wow. And I, so that doesn't surprise me, but it's still just your story just like fuels me with faith mm. that, yes, God wants to answer prayers. Yes, he wants to free us. Yeah. More than even things he wants to bless and give us, he wants to give us an abundant life of freedom. Right. And that moment that happened for your dad has trickled down into your right. life and all of your siblings right. with so much fruit, fruitfulness. Right. And that reminds me of, of Genesis this morning, that not only does God want to bless us, but he wants to make us a blessing. Yeah. You know, it's, that's cool. That's what's me. And then, like you said, answered prayer. And you don't realize the thing that you're praying for has ripple effects. Yes. And so your one answered prayer could end up affecting, you know, hundreds of thousands of lives. Totally. You, you, you have no idea that one transformation, that one change in yourself or in someone else that you're praying for and interceding for, that one little change, those ripples will just keep going. Yes. Because God touches the world through his people. Yes. And so when one person has a life that's been transformed, multiple lives get touched by that, which yeah. is just, that's that unique, amazing power of prayer. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess then you kind of have the, the other side of this conversation as well, which I'm sure we've all experienced, I know I have, where you're praying for something mm -hmm. and you're believing in faith and nothing happens. Yeah. Um, and you, you, you feel like you're doing everything right, um, but you're just not seeing it take place. And then, of course, you know, all the things that come with that, yeah. doubt, fear. Um, so then the question is, what, what do we do or what if it doesn't work? Mm -hmm. Yes, that is, that is the reality of living in this life, that we um, don't know when God will, we don't, we don't see God's timeline in our right. lives. And someday in heaven, we're going to get to ask him, God, why did you wait so long in that one thing? Right. You know, like we don't have an eternal perspective um, in the way that God does. And um, I've been in that season many times in my life where I've been really seeking God for something. And then the next morning I wake up and I'm still asking God for the same thing. And then a week later, a month later, sometimes a year or two later, yeah. there's been things that I've been um, uh, asking God for. And I'm, I, I heard someone say a few years ago that, that God may not, that it's not that God hasn't answered your prayer, 
that he, but that he just hasn't answered it yet. Right. And that is where his sovereignty comes in. You know, um, I remember when I was young and I came to a point in my, my life where I wanted to have more of the gifts in my life. I wanted to experience more of the power of God. And so um, I asked for the, the gift of, of being able to have a prayer, the prayer language that it talks about in 1 Corinthians. And so I asked the Lord and put my hands up. I was praying with all, all the faith I had. It was like at a youth event or something, and nothing happened. And I went home, and I didn't have my prayer language. And I was like, God, you know, what, you know, why? Why didn't you answer that prayer? It says you want to give us good gifts. And so um, to make a long story short, because of time, I, I sought a lot of counsel about it, I, and I was just basically learned how to keep trusting, keep believing, keep having that sense of belief that, that it talks about in Abraham's life, that it was credited to him as righteousness, that he believed that God was a God who answers prayer. And I, I continued to believe for that. And there was one day, probably a year or two later, that I, I remember specifically being in my room and just reading my Bible and praying. And I just had some worship music on. And as I was praying, I received my prayer language. And I know it sounds kind of wild, like, wow, whoa, there it is. How did that happen? That's a whole other story for another time. Right. But I received that gift, and I was like, whoa. It, like, took me by surprise. I didn't even realize I started using my prayer language as I was praying. And later, it, it wasn't even until probably a day or two later that I realized, oh, yeah, I remember asking God for that a while ago. Hmm. God just answered my prayer. It took a lot longer than I was expecting, but he's faithful. Um, and so, but the reality is sometimes the Bible also references prayers that we will pray that we may not see the answer to as Abraham did. Right. Yeah. And as, um, Moses did not see, Abraham saw a lot more probably than Moses. Moses Mm -hmm. was the one that was going to lead people into the promised land, the land flowing of milk and honey, but he didn't even get to see it. Right. But is, but, but God still answered his prayer. Um, so yeah, that, that's been a journey and a, a struggle many times in my life. I have to be reminded that, that God is sovereign. He is faithful. And, um, yeah. And, yeah. How about you? Yeah. And, and that he's, that he's good. That he's good. And I think that's, that's the hardest thing. Um, I think you know, in my life is to just be reminded that God is good. Even if I don't understand. Yeah something or understand him or understand what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have to continue to trust that he is who he's shown himself to be and revealed himself in scripture and who he's revealed himself to be in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, in so many lives. Right. Um, but sometimes when your heart is in a prayer or something, a petition, uh, and it doesn't come to pass, I think that the most powerful weapon of the enemy is, is lies. Yeah. And, and doubt, and he wants us to 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 kind of stay in that place. And it's okay to have questions. Yeah. God's not intimidated by our questions. Yeah. You know, he invites them. Yeah. You know, now it doesn't mean we'll always get an answer, and it doesn't mean we'll always understand everything. Right. Um, and so that's where faith comes in. Totally. And we have to trust in who he's been in our lives and who he's revealed himself to be. Yeah. Um, but I have to trust that God is good. Yes. Even if I just don't understand what's happening. Right. Um, and, and there's been a number of times, too, in my life where I've prayed for something, and, and it's maybe it has been answered. 
but in a way totally different than what I expected. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. uh, so many times where I've prayed for something specific and then God answered the prayer, but it was just in this roundabout way, like, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting it that way. Right. Um, it's like his mercy. Right, right. Giving us what we don't even know that we need. Answering right. our prayers in ways that 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 really speak to to the bigger picture of what God sees in our lives that we don't. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and, and we have to trust that, that he does see what we truly need. Yeah. Uh, and you see that in Jesus, you know, people would ask Jesus questions and then a lot of times he would ask, answer their question with a question or he would give them an answer that didn't seem like it was anything related to the question, but what he was telling them was what they actually needed right. to hear. You know, and, and a lot of times we don't know what it is that we need. Yeah. And so we might ask God something just out of our own ignorance of not knowing. Right. And then God's like, oh, actually, this is what you need. Right. You know, or this is the answer to the question you didn't ask. Right. But you should have asked or whatever, yeah. you know. And so it's that trusting that. Yeah. And I think that's where, I, for me, the word of God has come in so vitally in my life because like I have seen a lot, I have seen, I guess, a decent amount of miracles in my life when I think about right. it. Like I remember when Rob and I first got married, he had a chronic back problem because of a lacrosse injury where twice a year he would be laid out flat on his back. And I prayed for him and literally felt the heat of God come through my hand and he yeah. God healed his back. But I will definitely say there, the amount of times I've prayed prayers and been waiting for answers far out, ex- exceed. Yeah the times when I have um, been praying and seen an instant miracle like that. It's not, we don't see those as much as we'd like. Right. And that's where the word of God really comes in as an encouragement. Yeah. Um, and reading through the word consistently, because the more you do, you begin to see the the stories and lives of, and how human these yeah. Bible heroes, these giants of the faith, same kind of thing. We're, we're I mean, Abraham and Sarah were, were like, when God said he's going to bless him, he's like, what the heck? I, we've been praying for, we're childless. <laughs> like, right. how are we going to inherit what this is- promised land as many as, as the stars are in the sky with all these kids, all this inheritance, when we're like in our old age and we haven't had a child, God? Yeah. Like, we see this like, oh, Abraham. Yeah. He's this, right. you know. The, the highlights. The, um, your, your descendants will be as many as the stars in the sky. And we see this, this giant of a man in Sarah too. But we forget that he was, they were in their old age when yeah. God began the answer to that miracle. Right. It was from one prayer that they were praying to have a child. Yeah. Then God gave the promise much later in their life after right. many years of unanswered prayers of having yeah. a child. Right. Like they were in, they were in their elderly years. Yeah. Still believing for a child when God gives them the promise. Right. You're going you're gonna to see descendants as many as the stars. I mean, that should be so much hope and encouragement. Right. That you and I are here today because of Abraham's faith, but all the way up until he's like, I don't know, 90s or whatever, whatever yeah. age he was, 70s, 80s, but I don't, he was in his latter years. He had believe, been believing God for his own son or daughter and had not seen that answer. Yeah. And that gives me so much hope. They're like, okay, God, you moved through his life. You can move in my, I trust you. You are big. Yeah. You are good. Right. You're faithful. 
Yeah. And I think because of the word of God, seeing the examples of that, of trusting the Lord, of God's faithfulness, of his promises, and then seeing the commands of Jesus to ask and seeing the character of God revealed in his goodness and his grace and all of those things culminates with prayer. Mm. Like we should be people of prayer and seeing the power of prayer in our lives and expect that when we pray, God's going to move and lives are going to be changed and touched by his goodness and grace. And so that's, that's what we want to do. So can we, uh, can we close out this time with prayer? Yes. Mara, do you want to pray for us? Absolutely. God, I thank you that you are a good father. Lord, as Neil first uh, started with that foundation, that you are good and that you're a father And you are a father who wants to give good gifts to your children. And so, God, we just pray for everyone listening today that you would give them first just hope and and faith, Lord, to trust your word, that you are good and that you're a good father that wants to give good gifts. And so, Lord, we just pray that you would give us the faith to ask and to believe that we're going to receive whatever it is that we're hoping for, praying for breakthrough in longing for in a relationship, needing from you, God, that we would trust that you actually want to answer our prayers. You want to be a good father to us. And then, Lord, the next day when we get up and we still are in the same circumstance, God, would you give us the faith to keep trusting that you are working and to rather keep asking you as if you don't hear us, but instead to get up the next day and say, God, thank you that you're answering my prayer. Thank you, God. I'm going to keep petitioning. I'm going to keep receiving every day that, God, you're working. I can't see it, but I choose to believe, God, like Abraham did, that it's going to be credited to my righteousness. And then we get up the next day and we say it again. We receive your promise. We thank you for it. We, we trust you for it. And um, just to, be, to keep being faithful. God, I pray you would help us to to not grow weary in our faith, not grow weary in trusting you, um, but to be faithful and persistent, um, to express our frustrations, to, ex- to wrestle through it with you, God, knowing that you care about that. You want to be, that's what relationship is. Sometimes we, we have to wrestle through things to, to get to a deeper place. And so God exposed the lies that might say that, that God, you're not, that you're not there that you've abandoned us, that, that you're not a good father, that you actually don't want to meet us. God, expose those lies through the wrestling. Help us to be honest with you. God, That where are you, God? I, I, this, I am so tired of asking. Whatever it is, God, help us to keep talking to you. Keep showing up. Keep being honest. And then strengthen our faith through that, even if it feels ugly. God, help us to, to keep at it, trusting that you are with us, that you're good. Lord, I just bless, we bless our friends today and pray that you would meet them in this time of prayer. We love you so much, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Amen. That was great. Thank you, Mari. And thank you guys thank all you, for Neil. joining us today uh, in this Awakening series. Uh, we love you guys so much. 
and uh, we're expecting God to meet you mm. in so many powerful ways yes. as you continue to seek him. God bless. Have a great week.